Welcome in. You are listening to the Blue Notes Podcast, a presentation of Indianapolis Colts stories and notes. I'm your host, Benjamin Taylor. All right, it's draft week. It's draft week, and we're doing things a little bit different right now. So the draft, as you probably know, is Thursday. I have no idea what what day or hour or when you might be listening to this, but the draft is Thursday. It starts Thursday. Um, And that's, well, of course, the first round where all the excitement is and then things will unfold throughout the weekend. But I am not coming home after watching the draft and writing an episode and recording it that Thursday night. So there will not be an episode this Friday after the draft. We're not going to do that this week. I'm going to let the whole thing unfold and then I'll come back the next week and recap the whole thing in some kind of article then. But I didn't want to leave you hanging. I wanted to provide something for you. So I got some early week pre-draft last minute thoughts, and that's where we are now. So hopefully this will be available Monday or Tuesday, and uh, hopefully you hear it before the draft too. Um, uh, yeah, so, and it's also unscripted. <laughs> and so, so you might see within the next uh, 20 or 30 minutes why I usually like to script these things out pretty well. This is unscripted. So it could go off the rails. I'm not sure. So anyway, we're, but, but we need to readdress this thing. So I, I have, I've posted my draft thoughts and, and all of that, but something has changed. And it might sound kind of geeky or unimportant, but to me, it's very important. And it's throwing a wrench and my draft thoughts and, and my predictions. So we need to address this. Um, I think it was last week, the Colts re-signed TJ Carey. <laughs> you probably didn't think I was gonna start the episode with that, but that's what's throwing a wrench in my thinking about this whole draft is the signing of TJ Carey. So let me tell you why I think that this is kind of a big deal. So, so let's back up to episode four I had an article and an episode called Free Agent Friend Zones in which I was trying to decide the the uh, fate of all the the Colts free agents right and so there were some we love some were ready to say goodbye to and then there was that middle group that's like I put them in the friend zone they have been valuable to the Colts they've they've given us some good minutes Um, I could see them playing having a future there with Colts, but I, I was I was also reluctant um, to, to commit, and I, I think the Colts would probably be reluctant to commit to that group of, of players, and I put T.J. Carey in that group. I didn't expect him to return because the Colts already had five uh, noteworthy cornerbacks uh, now that they have Marvell Tell coming back. Remember, he was out in 2020. Uh, I believe he was a rookie in 2019, he opted out in 2020 because of the, the COVID business, so he's due back. And so that brings the list of like noteworthy cornerbacks to five. I expected the Colts to draft one, right? So that would be six. And I, it, Carey just seemed like the odd man out. I didn't I didn't expect him to be back. So they've, they've signed him before the draft. And I'm just... <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. And I should also say that, that we, we, ha- we have six noteworthy cornerbacks that you and I know of, but there are actually 10 on the roster, and I have to give credit to, to Kevin Bowen for this. If it weren't for him, I'd have no idea. 
So he's he's providing great content there. I think he works for 1070, the fan, I think that's what it's called, has a radio show and also does his podcast, Kevin's Corner. And uh, so I think it's the best, best Colts business there. Um, but if it weren't for Kevin, I would think there were six, <laughs> six cornerbacks, but apparently there are 10 and uh, we don't need to know the other four right now. But, but here's the important thing. They have six now. And I think over the past few years, the Colts going into the year haven't brought more than than six into the season, right? I think it was five or six last year, and, and I think it was five this past year, and then six the year before that. And so let me read off these names. I'm sure you're probably aware of them. And these are the guys that I would expect to make the team if, if the roster cuts were tomorrow. Obviously, Kenny Moore, he's the number one. I mean, I know he's the slot corner, but he's, I think, the most important uh, cornerback and probably the best cornerback on the Colts right now. Uh, Xavier Rhodes is on the outside. And then I think you have this, this kind of smattering of, of, of guys on the other, the opposite corner from Xavier Rhodes. So on the other side, I think you, you've got maybe a collection of Rock Yassin, um, Marvell Tell, possible starters. And you know what? I wouldn't throw out... Isaiah Rogers. I think he has a chance. Uh, he played mostly special teams last year, but had some really good plays down the stretch. And, and I wrote about that 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 uh, play where he seemed like he he intercepted it in the playoff game against the Bills, and it wasn't an interception. And <laughs> well, you know the rest. But um, but anyway, Isaiah Rogers, I think, has a chance to compete with those other two guys to start opposite Xavier Rhodes. Right? That would have been my prediction. And T.J. Carey has served a really great purpose for the Colts in 2020. So I'm, I think this goes back to 2019. I'm going to take you way back here. Um, and I haven't shared this to this point, but I, I live in West Virginia. I don't live in Indianapolis. And um, so I go to one, I try to go to one game per year. Uh, my brother-in-law, Patrick, and I, we go, shout out to Patrick, if you're listening. We go to one game a year from West Virginia to uh, Indianapolis although I didn't go last year. We, we had a stretch going for 10 years straight, and I didn't go last year. They went without me, he and his brother, Zach. Zach has now moved to California, uh, but I, I hope and pray to uh, continue or restart my stretch and continue Patrick's uh, stretch there this coming year. But anyway, back in 2019, the game that we went to was the Titans game. And if you remember that game, of course, that was uh, <laughs> Jacoby's year. And um, I went back and watched the highlight today, and, and Jacoby actually looked really, really good in the first half, and things just unraveled quick in that game. You remember Vinny missed a couple long kicks, and the Colts had the lead, but uh, and it should have been a should have been a better lead if uh, Vinny makes either one of those kicks. He didn't, and then uh, you know there was that was the game where they blocked the kick and ran it in for a touchdown, and the Colts had been leading up to that point. It was just the game turned upside down just like that. So. Um, but at one point, Kenny Moore goes out with, with an injury, and I have to give it to the Titans. I mean, they didn't waste any time. They went right to the secondary, and, um, you know, I went back and watched that play, and it, was, it looked like Roland Milligan, um, who I believe is a safety, was the one who got burnt on that play. But I, I do think it was a calculated move. As soon as Kenny Moore gets out, boom, they're going right to, uh, to that spot. And if you ask me, I, I think that was a turning point. Or at least, um, yeah, if nothing else, just a sign that you you cannot continue without having, maybe not Kenny Moore's like body double, but somebody to play that slot corner, and they just didn't really have it. 
And, um, and the Colts defense suffered when Kenny Moore wasn't in the game. And so that brought on, I think, that brought on the, the signing of T.J. Carey, who served that role pretty well in 2020. But there again, I, I just expected him not to be back. Um, with Marvell Tell coming back, and I thought uh, the Colts would draft uh, a cornerback maybe the third round or fourth. Um, I mean, I know they don't have a third-round pick right now, but I thought that would be uh, a trade that might go down to, to gather one and, and to select a cornerback. So now, I don't know what to think. They, they've got um, six cornerbacks of note, and they're going into a draft. I, ex- I expect them to add one from the, from the draft and maybe even an undrafted cornerback after that. So here's the question. Why re-sign Kerry? And, and what does that mean for the draft? I'm going to give you some possible answers. <laughs> Although they're just guesses. I don't know. I, they're, they're complete guesses. So we'll, we'll see what you think about them. All right, here's, here's answer number one. Okay, so this could be an answer. The, the Colts are just adding bodies and just kind of throwing them in the mix, and they're going to see which starter or which player emerges to start opposite Rhodes. Okay, because we already know Xavier Rhodes is starting on the opposite corner. Kenny Moore's got his spot. I thought it was probably a mixture of uh, Marvell Tell, um, Isaiah Rogers, maybe in Rockasine. So maybe they're just. Let's bring back Kerry. Let's draft a couple or draft one and then add an un- undrafted guy. <laughs> and maybe that list stre- stretches from 10 to 12. Who knows? Um, I think there are 82 or 83 guys on the roster now. I think they can go up to 90. Uh, I don't know about all those uh, dates and all that stuff. I'll have to read up on that. But um, So that's my first guess. Maybe they're just, Maybe there's not a specific plan, but just to throw a lot of guys in the mix and see who emerges. I think that's very possible. That, that's one scenario. Um, here's another thing, and here's how I think this affects the draft, is all this time I've been looking at uh, Ben Banigou, Kamoka Ture, and uh, Taekwon Lewis as guys who could possibly fill in or take over for Houston and, and Autry, those guys who have been not resigned. I wonder, you know, who's going to be on the ends. And uh, maybe the need uh, that I thought was going to be fulfilled within, maybe they're just going to load up in the draft on those guys. So maybe they're going to double up on defensive end where I thought maybe they would just draft one and then hope one of those other guys emerges. Maybe they look at those guys and they think that they're not going to emerge or maybe they don't have the hope that I thought that they, <laughs> that they had. And so uh, maybe um, how this affects the draft is, is uh, okay, we're, we're, we're not going to worry about cornerback. We're going to double up on defensive end. I think that's very possible. Again, <laughs> these are guesses. I have no idea, really. But I think that's a possibility. Another possibility is maybe the Colts already think they have their starting tandem. I mean, it's, it's Rhodes. Could it be Rock? I mean, it felt like they kind of went away from, from Rock toward the end of the season last year. So I don't that wouldn't be my guess. And, and what could they even know that they have in Marvell Tell, who, who didn't play last year, right? I mean, he looked pretty good. I, I mean, I like his size, his length um, as a rookie, but that was two years ago. <laughs> you know, I don't know what, what you could have any kind of guarantee or commitment in, in Marvell Tell. So I guess it's a possibility that they're just expecting Rock to be, uh, Rock Yassin to be the starter. But uh, that would not be my guess. 
All right, here's, here's my last kind of uh, possibility. Maybe there's a greater need for safety than I thought. Um, because I really like our starters. Uh, you have Julian Blackman and then Kari Willis. And those guys, I thought, played really well. I don't see any reason to, to think that they wouldn't be starting this, this season. Um, but I have seen some safeties mocked to the Colts, and I'm not really sure why. I don't know if that was like the Malik Hooker effect, that just because the Colts are losing him, that that would be the next move. I, I, I really I, I wasn't sure about that. I mean, um, <laughs> speaking of Roland Milligan, he is, I think he has returned from his – I believe he opted out for, for COVID last year. I think he's returning. And then you got George Odom, who's uh, not maybe disgruntled. <laughs> no, I don't think he's disgruntled, but uh, if, if you saw the tweet, I think he wasn't pleased with his uh, payment or, or whatever they had agreed for this year. I don't think he was too pleased with that, but he'll be fine. George Odom's in the, in the mix. Um, but maybe there's more of a need. I mean, Hooker, well, he didn't play all year, but if Blackman goes down, if Kari Willis goes down, if those, if, if those guys are injured, you know, the Colts are suddenly – not in a great spot there uh, as far as safety goes. So maybe there, it's something I, I possibly overlooked, and maybe the Colts value that or, or um, need to target a safety or at least see cornerback as, as having much more depth than safety. And, you know, that's possible. That's possible. So with that in mind, I'm going to perhaps change my uh, draft order. So let me give you my old one. This was the one I, I gave uh, a couple of weeks ago in my – my draft order, it was uh, what to do with pick 21. That was the name of the episode. Let's see. That was episode eight, I believe. Yes. And here was my draft plan. I'm sticking with the left tackle first. That's what I, I said all along. I'm sticking with it. And then I went with uh, defensive end at number two. And then at that time, I thought cornerback, number three. I thought, uh, well, first of all, I thought Ballard is going to make a, a change. I think he comes out, maybe not out entirely of the first round. I think he drops down at least. Uh, he might stay in the first round and drop down some. But uh, I thought he would pick up a third-round pick there and go cornerback. And then I was just just guessing a, a wide out at number four. I know, I know they have a, a top four that I, I like pretty well, but... Um, one injury, you know, you could be in trouble there. So, I don't know. It's, it's a guess there at number four with wide out. And then I thought maybe come back and get another left tackle at, at pick five or fifth round. And then sixth round, the first ever tight end of Ballard's draft history. Well, at least at the Colts. And then lastly, I thought linebacker. Um, not, not necessarily that there's a great need, but Ballard drafts them well. And Anthony Walker's out the door. So, maybe, maybe there's a... A linebacker drafted at the end there so that was my original seven and uh here's the revision um left tackle still still sticking with it number one left tackle number two um defensive end now get this i think they might go back with defensive end in the third round uh i'm that's my guess you know with with cornerback maybe they think it's they've got the depth they need and somebody's going to emerge and be the other starter Okay, well, let's hold on that and, and, and really hit this position hard. Go defensive end second and third round. You know, if um, actually the, uh, my episode 10 that's, that's uh, coming out Friday, actually just here in a few hours, I'm actually recording this Friday night. Um, 
it goes back to the the Grigson drafts. And remember, when Andrew Luck was drafted, it was Luck first round, and then I think it was tight end, tight end. And uh, is that right? And then uh, I think that's right. Ty in the fourth, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think Ballard could double up here, go defensive end, defensive end. You know, he's actually drafted several defensive ends when you think about Ture and Bandigu and. Um, uh, well, Lewis. I mean, all those guys, except for Ture, have, have more versatility. But, um, yeah, he's drafted a few, and I think maybe he doubles up here. Why not? I'm going to stick with wide out at four. I don't know why. <laughs> I just I think that um, just keep loading up on him and, and hope that, you know, you get one that sticks. You know, I, I, was, <laughs> I was pulling for Reese Fountain there for a long time. You know, I was hoping he would be the guy. I don't, I don't think he fits in. I'll tell you what, though. I, I'm really liking, uh, at least <laughs> as much as it means, Instagram pictures. I, I'm really liking seeing uh, Desmond Patman working with Carson Wentz. And, uh, of course, MPJ is, is there. And uh, we want, you know, great things for Michael Pittman Jr. But he's he's already kind of arrived, right? And, and uh, Patman, though, I don't think he's... Did he start? I, I know he didn't catch any passes. I don't know if he dressed any, maybe a game or two last year. But, um, yeah, I'm liking what I'm seeing there. So, I don't know. Maybe he could Maybe he could be the fourth guy. They probably don't go a wide out at four. I don't know. I, I'm just going to leave it. I've already got it on there. I'm going to stick with it. So, fifth round, cornerback. I think you still got to draft one. You got 10. <laughs> why, not, why not have 11, right? Um... And then six-round tight end. I would have put tight end higher, but um, from what I heard from draft experts, I'm not a draft expert, but what I heard is that there's not really great depth at the position. So, in fact, the the, the, the draft expert that was speaking uh, commented that Mo Alley Cox is better than anybody you're going to get after the first, you know, after Pitts, after Kyle Pitts is gone, anybody in the first round or, or, or whatever, maybe even the second, that you're not really going to get any tight ends later that are going to be better than Mo Alley Cox. And so um, with that in mind, you know, I don't know if that guy agrees with Ballard or, or vice versa, but with that in mind, I might shove tight end down, down a little bit. Otherwise, I, you know, I was thinking maybe third or fourth round, fourth round, um, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's more like sixth round. And then, so you got one, one pick left, I think that would shake out that way in the seventh round. If it were me, I'd go right back to left tackle. It's so important. It's so important. You got to have it. And so, I would I would draft two of them: first round, seventh round. Let's bookend this thing, right? Okay. There's my there's my pre-draft thoughts. I never thought TG Carey would matter so much to me <laughs> in, in my draft uh, thoughts and ideas, but it really did uh, confuse me and um, and uh, throw a wrench in my prediction. So. Um, and, and it's not just Kerry. You know, I think Kerry plays a good role in filling in for, for Kenny Moore. I mean, that's a necessary position. When he's gone, the, the defense suffers. So that was a very important signing last year. And so, yeah, sure, I, I, guess, I guess he could have a need uh, or, or he could fill a need this year. I, I guess I could see that happening. So, but I just, I just don't know where they draft a cornerback now when you already have 10 and, and do you bring on 11? Why not take it up to 12? You, you think they'll probably bring in um, some undrafted free agents after everything 
settles over the weekend, right? So um, anyway, who knows how this thing's going to shake out. I hope you all have a great time. Enjoy the draft. Like I said, this Friday after, um, after the draft, I won't, or at least after the first night, we won't have an episode. We're going to pass on this week and then come back. Um, and we'll recap the whole thing. I'm sure everybody's going to be all charged up. We'll have a lot of great opinions and thoughts and things to talk about, discussions. So uh, enjoy. Enjoy the draft. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, thank you all for listening. I, I don't thank you all enough. I know uh, I have some consistent listeners. I really enjoy it. I, I love uh, talking Colts and, and reading about the Colts and studying and um, sharing that stuff with you all. So thank you for listening, and I um, can't wait to do more of this. All right, so we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. This was a presentation of the Blue Notes podcast. I'm Benjamin Taylor. Thanks for listening.